yo-yo. You ready for this? Coming at you from Wicked Big Studios in Peabody, Massachusetts. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, buckle up, because you're in the happy hour with your boy, What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the happy hour, guys. So good to be here. Uh, James Caprion, we just went we went one minute late, brother. I'm sorry about that. The sound should be there now. Over on the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Guys, I'm having a great time this weekend. Uh, something, for the, something for the one and only Lenny Melnick. Boom. Thank you, Boss of Paul. We appreciate you. Guys, we're live on uh, Twitch TV, the Happy Hour SC, HappyHourSocialClub.com, and the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network, guys. We are having a great weekend, and I appreciate everybody who's been here to join us in the morning. Another episode of Coffee with the King being brought to you by our very good friends over at Old School Labs. Need to let everybody know that Old School Labs is the official supplement provider to the Happy Hour Social Club, and I'll tell you what, guys, they are the only reason I'm able to get up and have this energy in the morning, of course. Of course, I took my vintage bright, and I'm having a fantastic time here uh, subbing for Lenny. Lenny goes away, and King Hap will play. That is how we do, ladies and gentlemen. Also, as always... We couldn't have coffee with the king without being brought to you by our very good friends at Blackout Coffee. Guys, Blackout Coffee has been so good to us, and they not only are a great sponsor of the show, but they are a fantastic coffee provider that gives money back to veterans. Also, takes care of all of our people after the hurricane, etc., Guys, get on over to blackoutcoffee.com. Use promo code KINGHAP. They're uh, out of Punta Gata, Florida, and they are absolutely a fantastic company made up of a fantastic group of people. I appreciate you guys. Guys, I- I'm having a great time here. I'm ready to rock and rumble. Anybody who wants to participate in the show today, feel free as always you can in the chat room. Also, we are going to go ahead and open up the uh, phone lines, 978-836-KING. Should you want to join, I'm just going to throw it out there once. No pressure to call in. Some people get a little trigger shy getting on the phone and getting on the air here, guys. But uh, I'll tell you what, just keep those chat rooms going. Uh, Good morning to the NFL chief, Tom Johnson, Boston Paul, Chris Gallo. Chris Gallo, uh, he's actually in Boston. Look at this. We got uh, Andrea Lamont in there. Everybody's piling into the chat room, guys. Keep coming on in and making sure you're having a good old time here. Let me know what's on your mind. Um... Real quick, I promised I'd uh, touch on this to start the show today. We had uh, some fantastic action yesterday in the NCAA tournament. Not so much last night. Jacko USMC uh, goes ahead and takes uh, UConn to go ahead and, and win it all. They destroy Gonzaga, who the Beantown Bad Boy was rooting for. And I'll tell you, man, they didn't even show up. Gonzaga, terrible showing. We got uh, all kinds of things we could talk about down the line. We'll be back talking more about uh, the NCAA tournament Wednesday and uh, Thursday here on the Happy Hour Social Club Network, guys, feel free, come on in and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Um, this getting up with the chicken and clucking isn't for everybody. Thank God for blackout coffee. I agree with you. Um, yeah, UConn did destroy him yesterday. Uh, Gonzaga didn't show up. So the bottom line is, is for the people that didn't want to hear me talk NCAA tournament action like the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network, just so you know, guys, I won't have to talk much more about it because this wasn't even a ball game. Uh, Gonzaga came out, coughed up a furball of all furballs, and uh, I mean, when the lights go on, you got to be ready to rock and rumble, as everybody here knows that goes ahead and um, we're two and a half hours from the Walton Mountains says Andrea Lamont. Wow. Holy crap. I don't even know where that is. That's uh, pretty far from here and it's far from your studio there in uh, the Melnick Estates. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, yeah, Gonzaga bombed, and once the lights turn on, you have to be able to perform. We'll talk about it a little later on when I talk about the same thing with uh, uh, David Benavidez last night. Those lights went on and he really really went on and uh, he put on a show for everybody. Um, I got a couple bold predictions. I'm going to make an MLB today and I want to get you guys' opinion and see if uh, I've been drinking a little too much of this coffee and the caffeine's gone to my brain. We'll uh, see how it goes, but I want to go ahead and also say uh, we, we I spoke at length on uh, Wednesday nights about uh, my thoughts about the upcoming MLB season. We'll be talking a lot more about this with my last fantasy draft coming up tomorrow. Um, as I look, a lot of people talked about the Boston Red Sox coming out and, uh, you know, starting off undefeated. I notice now they're 14 and 11, uh, four and six in their last 10. Haven't been looking that great, but I'll tell you what. 
Big news coming out of St. Louis. First off, St. Louis goes ahead and uh, they, they're 6-0 and in their last six. Uh, I mean, two-game win streak, runs fours, uh, 136 runs they, you know, they've scored. But I'll tell you what, they made a pretty big announcement, solid announcement too. I noticed that uh, their, their top prospect, who's, um, I believe, number, th- number four overall in all of MLB, uh, Jordan Walker, will make the roster, guys. How does that change your draft? Are you maybe thinking about grabbing this guy early, especially in keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, etc.? Uh, Jordan Walker, number four overall in all all of uh, you know, all MLB prospects. I'm wondering if you guys are thinking that this is somebody you move up to go ahead and take. Um, one other thing, as I look here, I was looking at a list of all the MLB top prospects, and when you look at it, right? I mean, Walker's number four. He's made the. He's going to make the MLB roster with the jump from Double A. Uh, Gunnar Henderson on the Baltimore Orioles, third base shortstop. Now. I mean, you put him with maybe the best catcher in all of um, all of uh, baseball potentially this season. I mean, maybe the best catcher in the league that they've they've drafted and raised. Their their farm system starting to catch up with their team, and I got a little prediction I'm going to make about them later on. They also hold uh, Grayson Rodriguez, the number seven overall prospect in all of uh, baseball. I, I, I'm a little. I'm a little concerned. Uh, Jackson Holiday, who looks like he's about 13 years old, uh, he's a he's a shortstop of the future. There, he's in single A right now. He's the number 12 overall. When you continue to look at the Baltimore Orioles and how they have this homegrown talent, you, you need to be worried. Also, um, they have uh, Colton, Colton Kausler, I believe the gentleman's name is. He's an outfielder coming up along the lines. But I'll tell you. As these guys make the pros, holy crap, forget about it. Good morning, all. Yep, good morning to you, too. Uh, we got Beantown Bad Boy, Jofo, Jacko, USMC, Batista, balling on a budget. All kinds of regulars are up in here, guys. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here this early in the morning. I know that you guys think. Um, have to move uh, Walker up third, and we'll get out. Yep, I'll tell you. I like Walker. You got to move him up on the draft board, James. I, I agree with you. But here's my question. How far up are you moving him? Will this be somebody that's going to catch an option back? I don't know. I don't think so, though. I think this guy's here to stay. And I'll tell you, a lot of these guys that went ahead and made the moves yesterday, I, I, there was some you know, some moves with the Mets. Hey, down the line, when you look at it, there's been some transactions going on that I wasn't necessarily ready for. Um as they go ahead and they continue to make these moves, we'll see exactly where the cookies fall. Because I'll tell you, you guys, you're going to end up getting surprised this year at MLB with the rule changes and some of these other um, small market teams that are going to be actually making some static. Keep your eyes on some of these small market teams. Actually, let me go ahead and I'll just throw my, my bold prediction out right now because I'm going to put this out there. The Baltimore Orioles, guys are making the playoffs. I spent some time yesterday after the show looking over some some news notes, everything, etc. Websites nationwide. And, 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 hey, chat room, bring it on. I, I'm wondering if you got what you guys think here. Because, I, especially on the Lenny Melnick side, I'm going to tell you this because I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to put my money where my big mouth is. Andrea Lamont, what's your thoughts here, girl? Because I'm thinking that you may have something to say about this one. I know that uh, my, my boy uh, Ed Heckman will, but... The Baltimore Orioles this year make the playoffs. Uh, You heard me say it. I'm not afraid to go out on a limb, but this isn't a limb. I'm looking at these teams, and and as I look at it, right, um, Rauschman, a a catcher. Now, you know, like I said, you got Gunnar Henderson now. I mean, he may be the, you know, the top uh, prospect in all of MLB. I mean, who really makes these? Think about these the veterans that they got on their team. They're all still young veterans. You got guys like uh, Mullins, Santanda, Hayes, Moncastle. Moncastle second in uh, MLB right now. If you look at, uh, I believe it's. Um, he has the most doubles, the second most doubles behind Jose Abreu in the in the spring training season. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter that he's hitting doubles in spring training. What matters to me, he's making solid contact, the ball's flying off the bat. You're gonna see you're gonna see some uh I think you're gonna see some positive regression here. And I think that this team, this uh Baltimore team, is gonna make number one, me some money. And uh you he's gonna make some of these other people like Taco very upset when they go ahead and hand it to the Red Sox. What, nineteen times next year? Uh, it's funny. 
Red Sox moved Baltimore up to a Tier 2 team, which last year they were a Tier 5 team on the ticket prices. So maybe they're on to something. Maybe they're not the scoundrels that I think they are. But I'll tell you what, if they go ahead and you you take a peek at this Baltimore team, they go ahead and make the playoffs, a lot of people are going to be surprised. And Andrea, she says doubles are good, but here's the thing. Uh, Oh, uh, that's a good question. Let me tell you this, right? Andrea says doubles are good, especially in the preseason, because you're not up there trying to go ahead and smash out every single uh, home run, etc. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to go up there, make solid contact, get your body into, you know, season shape. And when you go up there and you're ripping, hey, Taco, what's up, buddy? Guys, you know the king is live on the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network when Taco's out of bed at 9.13 a.m. on a Sunday. That's how you know. Maybe well, maybe you know, guys, maybe Taco will be one of the people that call into the show today at 978-836-KING. But, yeah, Champfred, what's up? I want to be – here's the thing, right? Baltimore makes the playoffs. The Yankees take the division is what happens in the AL East. That's exactly how I think it's going to break down. Um, the uh, NFL chief says, speaking of small market teams, do I think the Royals will improve as they implement the Tampa Bay type philosophy with their new manager? Let me tell you what I think about the uh, Royals. As I went up and down that list of MLB prospects, right, I was looking at some teams that I think could go ahead and make a splash. One of the people that I thought about was the Royals. The thing with the Royals that kind of gets me a little upset was that they don't necessarily have, I mean, with the, all their years of being down in the basement, their top uh, prospect, as you continue to scroll up and down that list, their top prospect doesn't come till much, much, much later than I had anticipated. I thought that they were going to have more and more. I mean, uh, Gavin Cross, an outfielder, single A, 22 years old. That doesn't sound very promising to me. You know, as I I was looking to see exactly who these guys were going to be pulling up from the minors, surprising some people, especially with the small ball that's going to be available this year. You're going to see more stolen bases, as we talked about, everything. And, um... You know, one of the funniest things about the uh, Royals is even when the small market teams start to go ahead and compete, it seems like the Royals are one of the teams that are always there. What what do they do? Hey, I got on my Royals blue, my Royals blue today. Boom! How you like that? HappyHourSocialClub.com, HappyHourSocialClub on Instagram, Beantown Bad Boy on Instagram, guys. Should you want to get your hands on one of these shirts? That uh, last couple of weeks for sweatshirts, we're gonna start running out of sizes. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that, and I like the implementation of some of the Tampa Bay, uh, you know, the, their pro, uh, principles. But let me ask you this, NFL chief: When you look at it, right, and you see their philosophy, you, you got to also think uh, something like a chain bloom goes to Boston and totally blows up what Red Sox fans have known for decades and decades, even back since uh, through the Dan Duquette years, through the uh, Epstein years, even Dombrowski. So my thing is with the new with the new manager there, perfect. Using a Tampa Bay manager with the new rules is going to be a fantastic way to do things. But as long as you don't use the Tampa Bay way of uh, you know being like the president of the team becoming your president and then using that to sign players where you're trying to get the Scott Hattiebergs of the world in every position, you need to go ahead. You still need to sign some of the uh, superstars. And as I look at it, people are making money out of control right now, guys. We know this. Like I told you yesterday, how is Chris Sale getting paid through 2039? 2039, we're writing him a check for $10 million. That makes me nauseous knowing that the man has like 10 total wins for the Boston Red Sox. We'll see how that goes. Um, so he, White Sox, 82 and a half over under. I'm taking the over, Daniel. Daniel Ferrara, me and Taco went back and forth on this uh, in our discussions. I love that over. I feel like they totally underperformed last year. The, the Chicago White Sox underperformed. No, I know Bloom didn't sign sale. I said his his tactics being town. So he uses his tactics to sign people that are like the Scott Hattiebergs of the world, like the Billy Bean, uh, you know, when Billy Bean started the money ball thing. You can't sign scrubs at every position that have, like, good on-base percentages or, you know, guys that can uh, throw more innings just because they're more durable. You can't sign guys like that. You still need to keep your stars. You can't let the Mookie Betts, the Xander Bogats, all these guys of the world walk away. Even Erod, Erod leaves. Erod be our best pitcher this year. You let him walk away for nothing. If these guys walk away, Bean Town, you gotta trade them. Period. Um, 
There's good and bad to uh, deferred payments. Yes, Tom Johnson. I'll give you a perfect example. And, and you tell me, Tom, because I'd love to get your input on this one, too. Manny Ramirez signs a deal with the Boston Red Sox back when. And Dan Duquette signed him for the maximum they could offer him. So what he did was to get Manny Ramirez to agree to come to Boston and leave Cleveland at the time was he gave him like $3 million a year throughout like the next 15 years after he retired. $3 million to the Boston Red Sox is nothing. Once you get up into double digits, you're starting to take away from the team's payroll, especially as you continue to cut payroll. So you're going to cut payroll for the Boston Red Sox, yet you got $10 million on the books. I disagree with that. Um, Smart players get a percentage of their money deferred. I agreed. I agree. And... Manny Ramirez was fantastic. Every year, he gets like 3 to $5 million or something crazy like that. The Bobby Bonilla situation obviously is very different with the whole Bernie Madoff uh, scandal or whatever. I, I agree. Uh, that I really truthfully think that these deferred payments are going to end up hurting the Red Sox more than they helped us where we, I mean, Manny Ramirez is one of the reasons we got uh, World Series titles because without Manny, we don't even win the first one. But it is what it is. My opinion, I like it. Um, it's like putting the money into a retirement account. Correct. But you know what? Truth is, if you have so much money deferred, Andrea, and now you're talking about just say, and, and I don't know anyone that does, but say seven, you know, 10 players have between five and $10 million deferred. You, you now need to have a $300 million payroll. And I don't like that. Um, it is what it is. Boston Paul says friggin' Hatterberg, LOL. Yeah, he was Rich Gedman kind of, but, uh, you know, he, he he did take a lot of pitches, and he got on base. Hatterberg is, uh, was proven back then. I drafted yesterday and drafted mostly Orioles, says Boston Paul. I'm actually surprised. I hope it's not me talking to all these Orioles. Me and Ed Heckman just absolutely going ahead and going cray-cray. I'll tell you, I took a picture of the chat room yesterday because I wanted to bring this up. Eddie Heckman hit us up and uh, let us know about his draft. Remember these picks? Uh, in his 15-team draft, uh, he has uh, Mullins, Adley, Felix Batista, Gunnar Henderson, Santanda, Montcastle, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, sorry. He also has Austin Hayes and Jorge Mateo. Let me tell you this. All of those guys are going to help Yacht Squad that you just named. I mean, when you look at, like, the Gunnar Hendersons of the world, um, defer money to... <laughs> go ahead. Uh, sorry, Shanford. I'm going to go ahead and throw that back out there. Um... Santana, Gunnar, Moncastle, Mateo. Yeah, these guys are all studs, I think, this year. I really, I told you yesterday, guys, I ain't going to hop on Mateo no more because he don't deserve that much airtime. Truth is, I think Mateo's a stud this year with the new rules. New rules, uh, also, like I said, I'll take a chance on Gallo. Not Chris. Uh, Chris, Chris uh, couldn't come to, we couldn't negotiate a good contract. But, uh, you know, I'll I, I take a chance on Gallo this year, Joey Gallo, with the shift rules and stuff. But now they're bringing in the uh, outfield. I don't know you want to do that against um i don't know that you want to go ahead and do that against somebody like gallo though in the outfield but we'll see how that works out if they continue to go ahead and cheat the system um tell me what uh, look at this yes i appreciate it. andrea lamont you need to be you you know andrea i'm wondering how how y'all doing in drafts we haven't heard much about it so the next time andrea's on i gotta make sure i'm in the chat room and check on her teams um, when you play, when you're paying players who produce versus players who are no longer with the team, some of these deferred contracts uh, come from bad contracts. Perhaps they should be negotiated. Yeah, Tom. One other thing is that is you're right. These contracts are, can be good, they can be bad. But the thing is, if they go ahead and they hold you down in the future, like I said, this if we're cutting payroll in Boston and just say we got forty million dollars of deferred uh, payments. How are you going to do that? That's that's a superstar. That's a $40 million contract. And, and I said this to Taco uh, because I looked at the we, – we were speaking off air right after the show on Thursday night, and one of the things I talked about was Mookie Betts and his contract and how much he makes. Uh, right now it says uh, in 2023, Betts will earn a base salary of $20 million and a sign-in bonus of $5 million. So he's a $25 million player. You let him walk? You let him walk and then you re-sign – Chris Sale, and yes, by the way, Beantown, he wasn't signed by uh, Chain Bloom, but he was re-signed by the Red Sox after he got here and did Stu and Lou. So, you know, 
In, in a way, I blame the current regime. I blame the, 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 the Dombrowski regime. It's just this team is headed in the wrong direction. It's circling around the toilet bowl. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, in my opinion, are the floating turd of the AL East. We'll see what happens. I, I got no clue if we're going we're gonna to see any kind of improvement from them next year. Eh, I, I don't think so, though. That's my thought. Um, but, yeah, my, my, my prediction there is that we're going to see – Baltimore in the playoffs. I got another bold prediction for you, and it comes from uh, somebody that I'm not a huge fan of. I know Mr. Taco. Taco, if you're a, if you are able to, to move those fingers this early in the morning, I want your opinion on this. And I'm going to go cra- I'm going to probably drive the chat room crazy here and probably people start thinking. I'm going to say this. This year the steal of the draft, in my opinion, because like I said, I've been in one draft so far, and um, and that that would a non keeper draft. I got uh, Mike Trout with the second pick in the second round. I think Mike Trout's going to be the steal of MLB drafts. Everything, all signs point to him being healthy, in my opinion, and all signs. In my, I think he's going to set career highs in in a lot of categories this year, and I think you may see an MVP type season out of Mike Trout. I, I've been I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I want to root against floating turn. We need those t-shirts made. <laughs> love love it, Daniel. But yeah, t- I, tacos all over. Mike Trout, and I don't blame him, especially this year. He's been hurt for a number of years. I have two drafts today. Uh, you know what? Daniel, who are you targeting with your first pick? That's what I want to know. I'm in a keeper league that um, starts uh, tomorrow night. We have the draft. I, I believe a little bit of it will be on the happy hour uh, po- um, happy hour on Twitch, and then uh, and then we'll, talk, we'll, we'll review my draft and talk about fantasy drafts going forward in the season, hopefully, with George Hubba Hubba Hubschman on Tuesday. I got to get him to... Uh, Go ahead and confirm. You should see what it's like. It's like getting, I got to go through secret service to get to George. He's uh, one of those. We'll see if we can make it happen, though. Um, I think it's great value on Trout in the second round as well, Andrea. And, you know, I got him. I started reading about him. And then I said to myself, wow, I actually half agree with you on something, Taco says. Taco, I think you're going to get career highs and RBIs. I think it, especially, oh, I hate saying this. If Rendon stays healthy. Forget about it, because you actually got another bat in that lineup besides Otani and Trout, and you're going to see guys getting on base. Again, they can use some speed at the top of the lineup, make make the moves, put guys in in uh, put guys in you know in positions to score on a, a single or a double by Trout. You know, Otani. These guys going to have monster numbers. It's going to help Otani to a half a billion dollars in the offseason. Remember, I said that too. This is going to be a monster year for Otani, monster year for Trout. I think I'm looking good in that pool that I'm in where I have Anaheim to uh, Anaheim. Well, I have the Angels to go ahead and win that division. Um, I didn't really want that. Uh, Shamford's drafted tonight. I love it. Let me know how that draft goes. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see. Rendon will be hurt by May 1st. Guess Vivian. I agree with you normally, but he looks friggin' good right now. And, you know, I can only go off of the, it. It's the health of the whole team, not just him. But... Here's the thing, Taco. The health of Trout will make his numbers count. So it doesn't matter about everybody else. Trout, if Trout stays healthy, he's going to have monster numbers this year. MVP-type numbers. Another bold prediction I wanted to go ahead and make because I'll tell you, I've been looking at it, I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, when, do, when am I going to have the most baseball studs? In the chat room. When else would it be besides when I'm subbing in on a Sunday morning for the legend and the lady, the lady and the legend, however they pronounce it today. But I'll tell you what, subbing in for them with all with the, the, these chat rooms going, uh, 86 people over here on Twitch going ahead. I'm filling up the chat room. I love you guys. We got, I mean, we're over here on the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network blowing up as well. Um, Otani's going to command the biggest contract ever. However, you have to wonder if he can keep up pitching and hitting both. I'm going to tell you what, Tom Johnson, y'all going to see that fall off the table a little bit next year. Remember I said that. He gets the $500 million this year. Next year, you're going to see him pitch a lot less, in my opinion. Uh, They're going to want his bat in the lineup every day. I think he stays with the Angels, too. I think he stays with the Angels, which I wasn't saying before all my studying leading up to the legend and the lady, the lady and the legend substitution, King Hap, Kookie Catches. That's how we do. Um, as I continue to look here, right, 
uh, I was looking at some of this stuff, and when I see the home runs, uh, you know, for this year, I'm thinking to myself, number one, I think we're going to see some of these guys stepping it up big time. Um, I did see one one thing I was reading about O'Neill Cruz, and I know Taco's a huge fan of O'Neill Cruz. I think you're going to see some crazy numbers out of him. If you're in a categories-based league and not a points-based league, I haven't done a points-based league in a while, but if you're in a categories-based league, I think O'Neill Cruz is going to be a steal. I, I, I truthfully do. I I don't know why talk, I let Taco talk me into this one. Everything Taco says, I normally ignore. O'Neill Cruz, I can't ignore. I got the legend saying it on Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. I got Taco saying it to me on Tuesday, on Wednesdays and Thursday nights. I actually like this. And if Fantrax listen to the league after waivers are run, are there free agent pickups? I think it's um, notorious. I believe that that's what uh, Fab Budget. I think everyone got 500 Fab Budget points, if you're wondering. Um... Uh, Otani's the greatest fan attraction of this generation. Yeah, he's more like a he is. He's like a Babe Ruth. He's like a tra- He's like a circus act, but yet one of the most productive players in baseball. It's actually pretty fantastic to see when you see somebody who's more, uh, you know, somebody who's more of an attraction. Almost, he pitches, he hits, he does. You know, he does everything. It's like he's the clown in the circus, and whatever. But he's actually also running the circus, which is the funniest thing. I, I mean. Otani is gonna he's gonna command fifty million a year for ten years at least. Maybe he'll take five hundred million over like eleven years, but he is getting paid and yes, you are right. He is one of the funnest people to watch in all of Major League Baseball. We're gonna have a good time taking a I this is gonna be an interesting very interesting MLB season, the regular season. It won't be that interesting in the AL because, like I said, you get the Yankees are going are going to win the division. Baltimore's going to the playoffs. Right there, it's going to be on the cusp. Who else is going to make it in the AL? We'll see. The White Sox, yes, over they're going over in their wins. All these uh, wages will be placed. Uh, I'm going to make sure I uh, send my my uh, goat, the Beantown Bad Boy. He's the uh, greatest of all time, and uh, the kiosk transactions nobody can make them like this guy he goes up and he leaves with a stack of tickets like this i knew it was sunday and we were getting together for a little service yeah but i didn't know he's bringing a bible of bet slips good for you bean town good luck pal we'll see how that goes i pick the best player if you can make daily moves it's otani if not jose ramirez well let me ask you this andrea bob Otani is still available in my league after everybody keeps two players. So when I look at the overalls for batters right now, right, we got, uh, they say in this in this ranking, not my ranking, but there's Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, Otani, Machado, Alonzo, Bobby Witt, Nolan Arenado, Lindor, Harris, Aruzarena, and then uh, Mullins. So I'm going to throw those names out there because those are all potential first-round people. And I'm going to tell you that if I can land two of those guys with my first two picks, I obviously, you know, being the uh, king of all fantasy, I lost in the championship last year, but obviously dominated the rest of the league, Taco included. I mean, I put him over my knee and spanked him like the redheaded stepchild. But as we continue, I'll be picking ninth, and then I'll also be picking 12th. So as I continue to go ahead and make these uh, draft picks, if I can land two of those batters, I think that I'm going to take a backseat on pitching in the first round. So I don't know if you guys, uh, I mean, in these leagues, pitching's just as important as batting because every category counts the same. I'm starting off with Goldschmidt at first and Mookie Betts in the outfield. I think first base, yeah, I, I want Otani too. I can't see, listen, these guys in this league, right, first off, they'll probably be taking the, um, like you'll see, they'll be taking whoever's on the Red Sox first. Uh, that's why I'm so good at this league because I'm not like Taco. I don't draft Tristan Cassis with my first pick. That's going to be Taco, and that's not going to be why he finishes last as always. But let me tell you this. every uh, When you go ahead and look at, and look at the... Uh, I'm starting with Goldschmidt and Betts. I feel like, is there anybody else in the chat room, especially, guys, on both sides, I want your help with this one. Is there anybody that looks at the uh, rosters this year and thinks that the weakest position and the position you should be targeting is first base? I, I look at it, and there's two crazy categories right now. When you look at first baseman, um, Vladdy Jr., Freeman, Alonzo, Goldschmidt, then I feel like you fall off a cliff. You know, you go to Matt Olson, no thanks. Abreu, eh. Pascantino, Lowe, Walker, Cron, Moncastle, Vaughn, Telez, Rizzo. 
I mean, is it Frank Rizzo, guys? I, I don't know. I'm telling you. After you look at those top four first basemen, who most of these are going to be pretty, I can tell you right now, in my league, Vladdy Dottie, uh, Freddie uh, Freeman, and Goldschmidt are all protected. So you have Alonzo Olsen Abreu. Is there anybody that thinks that first base all of a sudden is the weakest position in uh, fantasy? Because that used to be the position you could wait on. Everybody had a, uh, oh, I got a bold prediction here from the Sanford. He says that Olsen will lead MLB in home runs. Hmm, I'd take that bet. That's my opinion. NFCB's uh, uh, weekly, and he's not number one. Uh, Frank Rizzo, yeah, that's a, that's who I'm drafting with my first pick. I'm going to take a little Riz. We'll get Frank Rizzo. Um, as, I, as I continue on, the, on the, the other week position, Andrea Lamont, in my opinion, is relief pitcher. Who of these players are going to be full-time, you know, who's going to be the full-time uh, closes this year? I mean, there's like seven of them. And I'm not just saying that to be funny, because as I continue to look at this, I'm looking for somebody to go ahead and uh, jump out at me. I love Klaus Say, uh, uh, Josh Hader, Romano, Williams for Milwaukee is going to be the sneak pick of the year. Obviously, everybody knows about him if you're a fantasy fan, but he could lead the league in saves. Low ERA, uh, I like him. Presley with Houston, he's going to get a lot of opportunities, I think. Are they going to score so many runs that he's not getting save opportunities because of these new rules? Stay uh, stay tuned. Love Felix Batista. Uh, I'm targeting him. Uh, He's questionable for opening day. We'll see how that goes with knee and shoulder injuries, but uh, they ain't going to rush him back. Hate Jansen. I think they're going to win games because other people are going to rest people against them. Uh, Clay Holmes, maybe. But as you go down this list, these guys aren't that good, guys. And you know what? People like Clay Holmes even are saying they're going to be splitting time and they're going to be coming in in pressure situations when they need their stopgap guy. So bottom line, if you're getting a closer that's coming in for every save position like like a Williams, you're going to need guys like that. So you got to be careful. First base, relief pitcher. These are positions that a lot of people sit back on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take... I'm going to take my time, I'm going to look into this, and I'm going to see if I should be jumping the line for closes and if I should be, you know, maybe grabbing a corner infield. Maybe Alonzo is my corner infielder. You know, maybe hang some people out to dry that are going to desperately need first baseman. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, don't draft Don't draft prospects too high just because of a, it's a dynasty. You know, Andrea... I have my feelings about that in more ways than one. So I look at it and I think to myself in in these uh, dynasty leagues, do you draft these young guys early so then down the line you dominate? Um, and and uh, guys, this pains me to give this man a compliment. But somebody who's really good at that and actually sometimes is taking a back seat for now in fantasy and tried to use his abilities to go ahead and coach after drafting guys a little too high is Taco. Taco had Trout when he was, you know, in double A or something. You know, he drafts these guys, and these aren't this isn't a dynasty league, guys. You get two protectors, two keepers. He's keeping Trout before he's in the majors, and I give him props for that. A um, couple other players, he he pulled that uh, hoop. Taco, who are those other clowns you did that with that uh, pissed everybody off after a couple of years? You can go ahead and throw that in the chat room. Yes, I like Moncastle as a corner infield a piece too. That's funny you say that. I, I talked about him a little a little while ago because Moncastle is second in uh, doubles because he's getting all kinds of uh, hard, con- uh, hard contact in the preseason. Moncastle looks like he's going to take that next step that some predicted he would have it yesterday. Um, hats off to Hat for adjusting my name so he doesn't get you. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm just telling you, man, I look down, I read those names as I see them. I'm just going. I got three screens here, and I'm flying through comments, questions, concerns, etc. So if I get your name wrong, I apologize. Um, as I as I continue on, I had uh, uh, one other one there that kind of disappointed me is it looks like the Yankees now could have Severino open up on the injured reserve. I don't like this. I thought he was coming out guns a-blazing. Uh, my pick of... Uh, you know, Domingo German there is is going to look a little better now that he's going to have more of an etched place in the rotation. The Yankees' rotation on st- on opening day is going to be a, li- is a little questionable right now. Um, we're going to have to see exactly who makes that rotation, you know, going out of opening day. There are a lot of uh, 
days off to start the season, ladies and gents. So keep that in mind. You may not see five-man rotations to start. There are some days off in there, and I like that. I look at it. Rodon, I think. I think Rodon and um, Garrett Cole, both Cy Young contenders this year. I might put a couple dolls on both of them. Rodon's going to be tough. He's going to be tough in that Yankees lineup with the run support that they're going to give him. I like Rodon this year a lot, ladies and gents. Um, not as much <laughs> not as much as I like Andrea Lamont being here. Uh, we would love to have Lenny on the show, guys. I'm going to go ahead. 978 836. Oh, sorry. 978 836. King, guys. Always. Anybody who wants to join the show, feel free. You can give a call in. 978 836. King. Boom. I'll tell you, we would love to have. Uh, tell Lenny Melnick he wants to call in. We'd love to have him. But as I continue on, I got one more thing. I got a couple more things I got to touch on here with uh, baseball. I, I, you know, um, the Cardinals reach an extension with Mike uh, Mikloss. I don't even know how the frick to say it. Two years, 40 million. Two years, forty million, twenty million a year—not a bad deal. This, I feel like this uh, St. Louis team is really going ahead and taking it up a notch. We're going to see how they do. They're signing people. They're getting good deals from good players. We're going to have to look and double check and see exactly where they're going from here. I continue to watch that. Um, <laughs> Shamford, you're killing me, bro. Um, here's another one I got for you guys. As I continue to look through MLB, the Mets send down a lot of their prospects to, uh, yesterday. I know that Lenny's a huge Mets fan. We got uh, Mr. Three Peas. He's always a huge Mets fan. A lot of their, they, I thought that some of their guys were going to be, uh, we're going to stick around. You know, Brett Batty went down to the minors. Um, Vientos, I believe that's how you say his name. You're going to see these guys back. Um, that's the number seven prospect, according to uh, The Athletic. He went down. Well, he only had a .167 batting average in the preseason. So as we look at these guys, I mean, some of them are going to need some more seasoning down there to be the uh, Chef Lenny dish of the day. We're going to see if we're going to X him in our kitchen table. So we'll see. Um, 167's tough. I'm gonna have to continue. We're gonna have to continue to keep an eye on these guys. See if they're gonna make the uh, jump back. Nine seven eight eight three six King. Boom. Thank you, Boston Paul. I appreciate you putting that in there. Um, I seen you tried to call in there, uh, Batista, but we were we were still talking a little bit of uh, baseball. Feel free, guys. You want to give a call anytime now? Well, you know, phone lines are open. The board's up. Um, gonna touch on a couple of other things. Watch out for Alvarez. You know. Let me tell you this, Taco. Alvarez is available in my uh, fantasy league, and I'm actually kind of surprised by this. I, I, th- I figured that this guy's going to be protected, but uh, he's out there. And, I mean, if you look at his projections, I mean, he's projected to have a 300 average. He's projected to be ranked number eight of all MLB hitters in fantasy this year. Uh, eight might be a little steep, in my opinion. They're saying about 35 homers, 107 ribbies. I could tell you what, I draft after Taco, but Taco, if you let him slip and he gets to me at number nine, that's who I'm taking with my first pick. So, I mean, it's already out there. I'll put it out there. You guys can check me out Monday night. We're going to try to get a little bit of that on the Happy Hour Network. But my first pick overall, I'm looking for Alvarez or Otani. Taco, you think that he, I think, uh, you tell me, Taco, who do you think is going to go first in the King of the Hill draft this year? That's going to be a tough one. Luis Ra. Kikuchi, I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I know that that's more of a Lenny Melnick, Andrea Lamont type uh, favorite. Not me. I'm not a big Kikuchi fan. I am going to move forward. He probably won't be up this year. Uh, you know, Taco, is that going to be some one of the guys you draft and go ahead and uh, stash, bring him out come uh, next year? We'll see. You know, Taco, has the he has that way of doing it, guys. I told you. He loves to draft. Let me do this, guys. You couldn't have a Sunday morning, the lady in the legend show, without the legend himself. Let's go ahead and go over to the very busy phone lines. The uh, call-in line being brought to you by our friends at Nugo Nutrition. Where the hell did you go? Boom. Nugo Nutrition. Bam. Promo code KINGHAP20 saves 20. 20% site-wide. As soon as the show ends, chocolate banana for your boy, King Hap. That's how we do. Mr. Lenny Melnick, how are you, sir? It's good to have you here on uh, The Lady and the Legend. I'm getting ready to come back. I'm getting a little nervous here. actually doing too good, so. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you, Lenny. I got a question for you, big dog. I, you know, well, I called in, so before you ask me a question, I, I'm going to tell you something. All right. Okay? And that is, I'm going to tell everybody how to draft in a dynasty league. All right. 
Are you ready? I want to hear. Guys, just so you know, this man is the first man to ever have a fantasy baseball show on the air. And he's done it for 30 years. This is the legend, Lenny Melnick. Lenny, the floor is yours, sir. And they celebrated my 30th year by firing me, seriously. (laughs) Uh, But here's, if you're in a dynasty league, you know, the tendency, as you mentioned, is to get the prospect. Load up, right? Load up. You know what I say about that? Full dinky and poppycock. Here's the way you do it. You draft in a dynasty league to win this year. This year. And here's what happens. And then if you fall out of contention and try to identify it early, you trade some of your top players and you will get better dynasty picks making those. You can get anybody you want trading good players into a team that's contending in exchange for the top prospects that they have. You got that? Yes, sir. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Let me ask you this, Lenny. Now, I, I know that you're, like I said, you've been doing this a long time, so I had a question I wanted to ask you right off the bat because I threw it out to the chat room. I got some mixed reviews here. So one of the things I've been noticing as I continue to study to uh, prepare for my drafts, and if other people do, one of the great best places they can find their, uh, you know, any information for drafts is obviously the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network uh, com. Guys, get on over there. Make sure you give a listen. 9 a.m. Monday to Friday. We're even there on the weekends now. You got my goofy ass on the uh, evenings. But, but Lenny, let me ask you this. I've noticed that first base is kind of thin. And on top of first base, I'm noticing that relief pitches, it's like who's going to be closing out these ball games? And, you know, all of a sudden now, guys that are getting holds might be, uh, uh, you know, a benefit to your team just because of the fact they're going to get a low ERA and pitch more. Lenny, are you seeing these as being weak positions? And are you targeting them earlier because of that, even if the talent might not be there? You must have been listening to my show. I've been talking about that for months. Yes, sir. Scarcity of position. Everybody says scarcity of position. Scarcity, bull, dinky, and poppycock. There's no scarcity of position at the beginning of the draft. But what you'll find is, and you mentioned the first base, the first basemen come off the board quick. And who are they? You know they are. Goldsmith, all those guys. Okay? Five guys. Olsen's up there, too. But once you lose the top five first basemen, then first base becomes the scarcity of position. You could never identify a position scarcity until the draft is rolling. And what happens in every draft I've seen, first baseman, forget it. My pick for first base this year, is Christian Walker from uh, Arizona. He's not, you know, look, he's not going to light it up with 35 home. He'll hit the 25 home runs in his sleep. And at first base, that's what you got. C.J. Cron remains on Colorado. He's another guy. But you're absolutely right. First base, there's a scarcity of position. And you won't notice, you won't notice it at the beginning of the draft because you see all the great players. But as the draft starts, those great players are gone, and then you got Bupkis. Yep, and if it's a and if it's a keeper league, like like I said, uh, uh, my league will be my next draft. Um, you know that a couple of those guys are being uh, protected. So if, if these guys are protected, and like right now, I'm just looking at what's available in this league, Lenny. So it's like as Pete Alonso, Matt Olson, Jose Abreu, and like, then like you say, Christian Walker. But uh-huh. when you look at this list, it's almost like if you don't pick. You know the, the the pick of the litter. You're going to be you know picking from you know it's it's going to be throwing a dot at the board. Uh, one one other thing I had to ask you though is about the relief uh, the reliever position. Are you only targeting saves or are you targeting production as well? Because I'm thinking in my head as I look at these guys, there's like a set ten that are going to be extremely productive and are going to get you a lot of uh, saves. After that, Lenny, they're going to be, you know, you're getting the bullpen by committee, the dreaded bullpen by committee to anyone who's done fantasy baseball. And also, you're getting the, the guys that they're the best player. So it's the seventh inning, the bases are loaded, you need one out, Josh Hayde is coming in to get that out type of deal. You have guys that have been used in that, in that way. Are you targeting guys that are going to be in the leverage positions or are you targeting those guys that are going to get the saves and go ahead and win you that category? 
all about saves. If I want leverage guys, I'll take a guy that's uh, like a middle-inning reliever or somebody like that. But saves, two different kinds of drafts. In the in the um, in the uh, auction draft, in order to draft two closers, you've got to spend about twenty three dollars. I'll say uh, twenty three, twenty five dollars. You need a thirteen dollar closer and a twelve dollar closer. Most people will agree. I would rather spend that twenty five dollars on a one dollar or two dollar pitcher. Make that $2 pitcher go from somebody who can hurt you to somebody who can win the league for you. And I'll worry about scrounging up saves at the end of the draft. A little bit more difficult, but I started this about 20 years ago. It was easy to pick up guys off the waiver wire. Not so anymore. And for the snake draft, people say, Lenny, you draft so many closers. Here's the reason. There's a time in every snake draft, maybe at the at the three-quarter mark or the two-thirds mark, where there's not any players left who aren't the same. Everybody's the same. There's no special player left in the unpicked players pool. That's when I'm going to go ahead and draft two or three closers in a row because the players in the unpicked pool, they're all pretty much the same. They'll give you 15 to 20 home runs. They'll give you five. So rarely... Coming down the stretch where you see any player that means anything, so that's when I'll get my closers. And uh, what, one other question I got for you, Lenny. I, well, actually, I'm going to ask you two more real quick. On on the um, on the prospects list, like I said, when you look at these guys that are at the top of the list, you know, the Gunnar Hendersons, Carroll, Alvarez, Walker, you know, down the line, is there anybody yeah, – I got about Batty from the Mets. Right? Yeah, Batty, Batty, who was just actually, Batty <laughs> was actually that. just sent down to the. I know that. That's why I said that. Is there everybody? Hey, what does that mean? A rookie is a rookie is a rookie. Anybody ever say that? Go I ahead. heard that once or twice. I was waiting to get the line out there, Lenny. But I, I do got the question for you: Are there any of these guys you are absolutely targeting in drafts, uh, not non-dynasty league drafts, and uh, you know what I mean, as in a keeper league or even a redraft? Is there anybody you think off that list you can tell us here on the happy hour? Do you, who do you think is going to make an impact this year that you will go ahead and use one of your obviously very valuable draft picks on? Well, normally I wouldn't say any. Uh, I'd say something, but we didn't go to the Arizona Fall League this year. Yeah. But I will tell you one player that I did see in the Arizona Fall League uh, two or three years ago. A player who is not being drafted by anybody. A player who's got four home runs in the spring and may be a starter in Major League Baseball. And a, and a pretty, you're not going to be a star. You'll hit your 15 to 17 home runs. Uh, he's a catcher. His name, you ready for this? Let's hear it. Sebi Zavala, Z-A-V-A-L-A. Nobody has drafted him so far this year. If you did in the chat room, let me know. But he has got the ability for a very small amount uh, of interest, a dollar, two dollars, to have a very good season. Not a star, but that's who I'm taking as my catcher. Sebi, S-E-B-Y, Zavala. When I uh, when we when we saw him in there, we loved him. It's taken him about four years to make his way. We also had him on our show as a guest. That's how much we loved him. But we didn't do our homework. We didn't really understand he didn't know how to speak English. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that always works out really well, especially when you uh... – yeah. Well, so now, uh, what, one other quick one I'm going to say here is I, I predicted that Baltimore will make the playoffs coming out of the AL East. Am I uh, am I drinking a little bit too much Lorenz from Clearwater Distillery, Lenny, or do you think that I actually uh, I might be onto something myself and Eddie Heckman here? You didn't mention one team that could be the best team in the American League. Do tell. And that's the Toronto Blue Jays. Come on, man. Do you think the new rules with the stolen bases are going to absolutely make that team explode? Because I said that on uh, Wednesday night. I know that was long past yeah. the Legends' bedtime. But I think that the stolen base uh, rules with Toronto moving the ball, getting players on, make guys, you know, on second on a double from, you know, people, the big bats in the middle of their lineup. I'm thinking that you're going to see a lot of runs scored here. And when you give that those leads to their pitches, their pitches aren't going to have to be, you know, always in the one-two run games. I, I think you're going to see a lot of big 
wins and uh, possible non-save situations for the Baltimore Orioles. I got on my I got on my Royals Baltimore blue shirt today, Lenny, to talk some uh, Toronto and Kansas City so far today. I bet you no one expected that. But what are your thoughts think, on that? I think they'll be good, but I, I think they'll be a, a nice team and lucky to make the playoffs. But uh, I will also say, and you can write this down on your forehead, so when you brush your teeth tomorrow, if you do, you'll see it right there in the mirror. They That rule of pickoffs and stolen bases, that won't last a month. Really? Gonna change. Yep. I, I, it's, I, it's going to be out of control. It's going to change the game to a degree that people don't know what to do. At first, I thought that, you know, uh, that, that the pitcher can throw a uh, a, a pick, a, 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 what do you call it? Uh, um, throw, it outside, throw it outside yeah. on purpose. Pickoff attempt, know. right? No, not the first base. You can only do that, what, twice or whatever. That's, but uh, he, can make, he can make that pitch to the catcher outside the strike. What do you call that? The pitch you know, out. And, the pitch out. But you can't do that either because uh, – uh, the pitchers won't have time. That rule is the worst rule in history. It's going to be changed. The worst you, rule? He's going to say worse than the ghost runner in extra innings? Because that, I think, in my opinion, is the worst rule. Uh, you're right about that, too. But uh, we'll see. It's a tie. So here's the thing, Lenny. Everybody needs to know this is the big question that awaits the legend. And I bet you it's going to be all over the chat room on Monday morning, 9 a.m., Lenny. Yeah, everybody needs to know, brother. How is the road trip going, big man? Oh, we're having a great – we just did a Brian Ambrose, the fan addict, had his draft last uh, yesterday, and I was the auctioneer. I said I've been doing it for nine years, and I wouldn't miss it. That's why we drove all the way just to be the auctioneer at his uh, thing. It, it, was, it was great. Andy helped, Andy was uh, keeping track of the rosters. I'll tell you something. There's nothing like a good draft with good people, and everybody takes it seriously, but there was not one argument or disagreement through the whole draft. Wow. Yeah, not one. If, you, if you've ever t- attended any of Oz, guys, I can tell you what, there's plenty of arguments and disagreements, especially with me and Taco sitting there uh, going head-to-head. I'll tell you, guys, Lenny, I, I appreciate you calling in, big man, and I want to um, I want to take this opportunity. I was going to say at the end of the show, since I have you on here with me, I want to let you know that I appreciate you, and it's an honor for me to come in and fill in for you on the weekends, and I appreciate all the chat room people that have uh, still been coming in and uh, allowing me to go ahead and uh, take over here at the Lenny Melnick Estates while you're on the road. So we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. One little problem. I didn't get your check yet for me allowing you to do the weekend. Oh. Sure. It's it's in the mail. I, I wanted to uh, let every, I didn't want to let everybody know that I had to pay Lenny to allow me to sit in his chair. But I'll tell you what, it was well worth every penny, Lenny, and I appreciate you, big man. Thank you so much. It's me now. I just wanted to say hello too, it, ladies and gentlemen. It is the lady, Andrea Lamont, the Roto lady. Andrea, I do have a question for you because you've been going back. Uh, we've been going back and forth in the chat room. Let me go ahead and throw this to you. So we didn't have the lady and the legend today, but we have a little bit of a uh, a mix here having you on the show with me. But let me ask you this. Everybody's going back and forth on the different people that you should be selecting or how you should be drafting, et cetera, et cetera. I, I made two two predictions. Uh, I said Baltimore would make the playoffs, and I said Mike Trout will stay healthy this season and have an MVP-type season. Number one, do you, do you agree with me on the Mike Trout thing? And I think that getting him in the second round is fantastic. Number two, do you have a prediction for somebody to have a monster blowout year like that for all the people listening on the Happy Hour Network that haven't heard you lately if they haven't been over to the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network Monday to uh, Sunday, 9 a.m. You tell us that. Okay, the first answer is yes, I agree with you on Mike Trout. He's not that old, you know, and the fact that you got him in the second round is a score. And I think my favorite sleeper, not I think, but I know my favorite sleeper this year is Fran Mill Reyes, Kansas City Royals. On a minor league contract right now, but having a good spring. And uh, you remember just a few years ago, he hit 30 bombs. So he's still got it in him. Yep, and you know what? The track record, like I said, is there. A lot of people have been banged up, not out there, you know, even pitches, etc. I, I, I'm kind of surprised as I looked at it. I, I know that we had spoke about it not 
on the phone or anything, but when I talked about Severino, I got this, I don't know, I got this man crush thing on him this year. They say he is a potentially starting the, the uh, year on the on the disabled list. You tell me, Andrea, do you think this Yankee pitching staff is going to get the run support they need to go ahead and potentially have two Cy Young candidates and then guys that are going to be littered all over fantasy leagues as you continue on in the league? You're going to get the guys who go back to the bullpen, the guys come back off the disabled list. I feel like they're all going to be all over Rosses. Do you think that this there's going to be enough run support there to support the hype. Yeah, why not? You never know this time of year. But just like you said, there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of things going on right now. Look at what we saw certain teams do last year that we weren't expecting with their run support. Baltimore being one of them. They had a great season. And you just don't know. So unless you're on a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates or, you know, some of these really horrible teams. I don't think the run support is going to bring down great pitchers. Yep. I agree with that, and um, there was a question here. They said, I believe that Mike Trout is 30. He's 31 over on the Lenny Melnick side. He's 31 years old. Um, and, yeah. We think that's pretty old, dude, in baseball, don't we? We think that's old as shit. Yeah, imagine, imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, but when you're 30, when you're 31 years old, he won't even be 32 until uh, the middle of August. I mean, hey, he's a Leo. He must be a quality guy, as a, you know, such as myself. But 6'2", 235, the guy's built to last. He, he hasn't had yeah. that kind of luck. I have to think we're going to see some kind of resurgence here. I'm glad you agree with me on that. Is there any other shockers you got that you want to throw out there and tell people when they get to the draft how they can be King Hat by drafting this guy or that guy? I'm liking Reynaldo Lopez at the moment, but that's just all I got off the top of my head. And Reed Detmers, all both of these picks came from our new friend in the chat, King Turd. Yep. And he comes up with some great tidbits. So Reed Detmers is on my list, and uh, so is... uh, uh, Reynaldo Lopez. When can we expect to see the Roto Lady back on the airways on the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Network? I know that you're on a long, uh, extended road trip. When are we going to see the Roto Lady back on the air? Soon, someday, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. That's probably Tuesday, maybe. So, so tune in, guys. You'll be surprised whenever it is that the, the legend hands over the reins again, but this time to the lovely Roto Lady. Roto Lady, I can't thank you enough for making appearance here on the Happy Hour. We're going to do it again soon, all right? Getting gassed right now, so leave her alone. Come on. <laughs> I drive. I don't get out and get my own gas. She gets the gas. You're not okay? close enough to the pump. Just get out. See how, come on. You're not close enough. You always tell me I'm not close enough to the. Uh, uh, what are you talking? Oh, the pump wouldn't reach. I don't have any gas. Oh right. boy, Letty, we appreciate you, big man. Thank you so much for calling in. You guys have a safe trip. We'll see you real soon. All right. Bye. Take it easy. That's the legend, Lenny Melnick, and obviously the Roto Lady, Andrea Lamont, guys, calling in. And uh, I'll tell you what, if, if anybody else wants to uh, go ahead and give a call in, feel free. We're going to touch on a couple more things, and then I'm going to set you free. Um, as we, we talked a lot about uh, we talked a lot of uh, baseball, i got to throw one or two quick things, uh, tidbits. NBA, guys, last night, Trey... <laughs> Trey Young guns the ball at the referee, gets tossed out of the game, his 15th technical of the year. NBA, nothing but assholes. Is that what we're turning into now? This league is, I mean, they flop like soccer players. They're throwing balls at referees. What are you guys thinking here? Am I crazy to think that this NBA is going to shit? I mean, no one plays defense. They fall like they got shot from the balcony every time that, you know, they even get their hand touched. I, I I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble watching these games, guys. You got guys that don't. Everything's a double dribble. I mean, Taco's been saying this for years. Driving me cuckoo bananas. I, I, I don't know. NBA right now is has been atrocious, to say the least. Uh, players, like I said, Luka Doncic with this stuff. Oh, you're getting paid to the ref. How are you going to put that out there? He should have been fined $35,000. I think all the time this guy's on the take. Yeah, yeah. You don't say that, though, but... 55175 five, Boston Paul. Holy crap. I'll tell you what, he'll be fighting a middleweight. This guy, 550. Oh, I'll tell you, man. That is a, he's a giant amongst the chat room here. Uh, size means nothing in the chat room, says the ladies of the happy hour. Um, 
One other thing I got to touch on, because I promised some of the people over on the Happy Hour Social Club Network I would. I wanted to go ahead and just say, um, UFC last night, um, fantastic main event. Uh, as I predicted, uh, San Hagen went ahead and uh, took care of business against Cheeto Vera. Cheeto Vera, who doesn't turn it on until the third or fourth round, did the same thing again. Uh, tenth most finishes in the uh, weight class, didn't finish nothing here. But the, the sporting event that stole the night last night, Plant Benavidez, Super duper grudge match. These guys went in there. They said that they would not bury the hatchet. Um, first six rounds, very competitive. Uh, Caleb Plant was winning on the judges' scorecards, and then after that, it was all Benavidez. Beatings, season beatings, guys. It was bad. I'll tell you what, Caleb Plant stood. He was rocked. He was on rubber legs the entire fight. Seventh inning, uh, seventh inning, seventh round on, rubber legs. He goes ahead and wins it. Afterwards, the father for uh, Benavidez and, and Caleb Plant embrace uh, Barry the Hatchet. Same thing with David. They asked him questions in the post fight. He said, "I'm not saying anything bad about this guy. He just absolutely walked through hell to get here." And um, now they're calling for Joseph Benavidez. Uh, Joseph David Benavidez going against uh, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Careful what you wish for, Benavidez, because I'll tell you what, Caleb Plant throws punches and bunches but doesn't land the knockout power. I think I mentioned that yesterday. Canelo does. Those punches that landed on your face that he walks right through. Benavidez looked like a monster. He does not belong at that weight class. He he outsized them. He out he out toughed them. And I'll tell you what, Plant unloaded the tank, and he just every time just methodically kept walking them down and smashing them. It was a great fight. Um it wasn't as bad a beating as Gonzaga. Uh, Shanford, it, it wasn't. To be honest, uh, it, Caleb Player put up a much better fight than Gonzaga did. UConn, uh, Jacko USMC called UConn. Congratulations. Let's see if they can go ahead and finish the deal for you. We'll see. Uh, not crazy about NBA double dribbles, five-step traveling. I agree. I agree. I see one day, the guy dribbled the ball, went over his head. It's like they would have called that back in the day big time. Chat room, I don't care what, you know, it doesn't matter to me what anybody says. If, you know, if it's a good entertaining product, I don't care. It's like people say that about, you know, coming up in a week or two, WWE WrestleMania. I'll put it on and watch it if it's a good show. Guess what, guys? It's a good show. You put on the NBA right now, you're not getting a good show. You're getting a bunch of crybabies, not playing by the rules, throwing balls at referees, accusing the referees of taking payments if they miss a jumper. They got to do something in the NBA. I'm saying this, dude, I'm a 14-year season ticket holder for the Boston Celtics. I mean, that's something, I mean, some people from, you guys are from all over the world, but that's something to be proud of in Boston. For the, I mean, I was there. I got the ring downstairs. Kevin Garnett season. You know, we win the uh, NBA championship. One of the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest moments in professional sports to me it was seeing that title firsthand as an, you know, as an adult and not a baby back in '86. Uh, but here's the thing. Since then, this league has gone to a pile of steaming turd. I don't know what they're doing. NBA, come on, man. This is my game. I love the NBA. I play basketball until ankle gate. It's like, come on, guys. What you doing out there? Forget about it. Um, NBA is just toxic. My boy Timmy gonna going out like that. You know what? You ain't seen the last of him. He is going to be back, and he is going to kill it. He's going to the NBA, and he's going to be dominant, Chanford. Keep your eye on that, I'm saying. Um, <laughs> not crazy about I'm saying papaya. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. Thank you so much, Boston Paul. Guys, well, uh, you know, as I continue to go down the list of the things I wanted to touch on, of course I started going off on baseball, and I can't stop. Baseball is in the air, so I didn't touch on everything I wanted to. Um one other thing I did want to say is uh, when we when you look at it this week, Tuesday, we're going to have the preview show with George Hubschman, hopefully. Uh, then, you know, Wednesday night, we myself and Taco. Thursday night, the Happy Hour Sportsman here on the network. We did today without commercial interruption, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Your boy didn't even stop to take a sip of his drink. I did that while Lenny Melnick was on the air. Um, Everybody, I can't thank you guys enough for being here to stick along, stick alongside of me. Lenny Melnick tells me that I only have a certain amount of time. So you know what that means, ladies and gents. As as always, it's uh, close to closing time, but it's not closing time yet. It's last call. Ladies and gentlemen, last call in today's show, commercial free, brought to you by Clearwater Distillery. 
the official top shelf alcohol of the Happy Hour Social Club, and the most delicious small batch alcohol on planet Earth today. Promo code King Apple save you ten percent site wide. And also, guys, spend over a hundred dollars, get a couple bottles shipped to your door. You will get it free of charge, delivered. I'll tell you what, man, you will not want to miss out on this. Um, Little collab for the summertime. If you guys are looking for tank tops, we got the Clearwater Distillery logo on the back. Little uh, logo for Clearwater because we love them. And I'll tell you what, one of my very favorite spots has been with us since the start. I love me some Lorenz. That is how I get through dealing with taco on a Wednesday night. If you want to sit for a taco for an hour and a half and talk sports and have to listen to him, you're going to need some Lorenz, ladies and gentlemen. If not, you're going to have to hit the top draw with Bonnie. That's how we do. Guys, here for last call, I got to say one other thing. Today's going to be an excellent day. You got uh, you got lots of sports action out there. Um, also, terrific, you know, Beantown Bad Boys here. He does his burn and rubber segment with uh, Beantown on Sundays. Guys, you're going uh, to want to check out the NASCAR race today. A lot of uh, action going to be there. It's going to be an aggressive race. I, I, I predict a lot of crashing. So do me a favor, guys, if you guys are NASCAR fans at all, uh, or if it's just Beantown, myself, and the rest of the crew that is going to be at New Hampshire Motor Speedway coming up in July at the finish line make sure you guys check it out the happy hour banner will be there along with the happy hour crew guys lorenz in the morning on monday starting 9 a.m boom i don't blame your brother that's how i do put that down I'm, I'm, I'm getting all fumbly here i can't wait to open that bottle ladies and gentlemen i can't thank you enough for being here we're gonna kick it out of here in just a second should you guys have any questions or anything you want to cover on the show questions for the happy hour at gmail.com should you want your swag delivered to your front door beats out bad boy on instagram happy hour social club on instagram and guys I, i'm gonna go ahead and give you a little tip right here i know that uh hey, you know everybody has their different tastes in music but let me just tell you abyss dropped his new album it's on spotify Happy Hour Social Club VIP. Also, Brandon Berry back to the back to the ring coming up. Boxing champion, guys. You guys are gonna want to check that out. Also, we're gonna have him uh, back on the show before his fight, guys. Do me a favor. It's Sunday, the day of rest. A happy hour starts early, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. We're gonna kick it out of here with the one that started it all. Oh, you, you know. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. It's Abyss version one. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here Saturday and Sunday. Lenny Melnick, Andrea Lamont, thank you so much for allowing me. I'm honored to go ahead and sit here in the seat and take over the show for the weekend. Lenny will be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. I will see you all in the chat room. Happy hour resumes Wednesday night. And you know what? Check it out Tuesday night. We're going to be recording the Happy Hour King Hat podcast. And we may have a Lenny Melnick VIP George Hubba Hubba Hubschman, the head imbecile at rotoimbecils.com and the Roto Imbeciles on uh, Facebook, guys. Make sure you give them a follow. We love you all so much. Enjoy this abyss on the way out. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon and good morning. I am having a good one and so are you. This is how we started off. Coffee with the King. Happy hour starts early, ladies and gents. The Sunday sit down. Boom. Yeah. Abyss. Abyssiphop.com Happy Hour It's the happy hour It's a short shot This spot Getting on your sports talk Yeah Stats at the buzzer Whatever sport No hap Got you covered It's the happy hour Here the highlights He's in the game While the others On them sidelines It's as buzz it gets Hap's a pro But he covers it best It's nothing but net Nah Hear the cheers from the stands And when we need a ticket We call it a Joe to In the roster, strength is essential from these hand-picked monsters. So, don't sleep, take a no-nos. He's got the word on the street from chokeholds to pro bowls. So, where you going for your sports talk right here? Got it on lock, so snap your door, stop. Happy out. Dealing with some sports fans. Happy out. It's a short shot.